News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, last month marked three years since the beginning of the COVID lockdowns here. And this week, a group of experts are gathering in the University of Galway to discuss how Europe in general dealt with COVID and more importantly, how we will deal with future pandemics. And Marie Connolly is a professor of global health in the School of Medicine in the University of Galway and coordinator of the Pandem2 project and also served on the government's advisory panel to Neffet and joins us now. Um, first of all, we're talking about how we responded and how we're going to respond to future ones. Can you tell us first of all how do you think we responded? As in, did we do did we do well? Well, what we're doing in this meeting over these two days is looking at how we how prepared we were in Europe, um, and I think there's been a lot of advances in terms of investment in public health. Um, there's been significant um, advances in vaccine technology and diagnostics. And I think at this point, we are better prepared than we are uh, five years ago, for example. But there are a lot of areas that uh, could be improved in terms of looking at the resilience of public health and healthcare systems to respond to a future pandemic. Okay, Um, I I suppose what I'm sort of getting at is... Uh, a lot of what we've looked at in terms of our COVID response is is death rates and case numbers and that kind of thing. But was that too simple or simplistic maybe is a better term, Moira, in terms of do we need to measure the impact of closing other services, cancer services? We're, we're hearing now about a tsunami of cancer cases here. Effects on children through the closing uh, of schools and education on their mental health and their development. Do we need a broad stroke approach to how we actually did with COVID? Yes, that is exactly what we are looking at. We're looking at the whole of society approach. We're looking at how can we measure more information on the impact of um, the public health measures that were um, imposed. Uh, We're looking at the issue of mental health, looking at the educational impact, and how do we protect regular care in the future? Mm -hmm. So as you said, there was a a, a consequence on some regular care. And again, we're looking at how do you protect that in the future? Okay. And is it too, like, is the jury still out, I suppose, more is what I'm asking you, is... Is it too soon to say because the ramifications on things like cancer diagnosis and, and young people and all of that, is it, will it take another five to ten years for us to really know if we got it right or if we got it wrong? Well, it's work in progress uh, and I think that's something that researchers across Europe are measuring the impact and I think all we can do at this point is make sure that our systems are in place. I mean, it was an unprecedented event um, when I worked at WHO in Geneva, we looked at the various uh, potential scenarios for a future pandemic, and I don't think anyone predicted the level of disruption and the duration of it. So we, our, Europe has responded as best as it can, but in any crisis, particularly one that's that protracted, there are always ways to improve. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we're looking at in the project is looking at ways to look at scenarios and drills, learning from the defence sector with the defence Forces Ireland are part of the meeting over the two days. So we want to ensure that our healthcare system and our public health systems are prepared just as uh, the defence sector for a future crisis. And within that, how do we support healthcare workers? How do we measure the impact of the decisions that are made? And how do we ensure a stronger evidence base for future decisions? And just, I know that Dr. Anders Tegnell is at the conference who was, I suppose, the, he was our, the CMO, if you like, of, of Sweden. So he was, he was Sweden's Tony Holohan, if you will. And 
they favoured shielding in, 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 in as a response to the pandemic in the way that we favoured lockdowns. Is there any, I suppose, consensus now on which of those, uh, you know, at times both were, were, were viewed favourably and, and both were viewed unfavourably, but is there any consensus on which of those was the right approach now or, or is, there a, a, is it somewhere between the two? Well, and this was part of the phase one project. We worked in 2015, the Pandem phase one project. So it's an interesting, it's eight, eight years later, we're now looking at the actual, uh, I suppose, what happened and what, 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 turned, what happened during the pandemic. Uh, it, it really is a question of, it, it, it's for each country uh, and for each setting. Um, the, you know, it is a different, uh, there are, it, there's no conclusive, um, you know, um, consequences. Uh, it's not clear exactly what... Uh, and will it be, I suppose, more I'm and, and I'm very interested in this. This is something I've spent a long time myself thinking about. Like, maybe it isn't conclusive now, but will it become conclusive? Because obviously Sweden, it seemed to do well, and then it actually had quite an elevated death rate that people were saying, look, they actually did get it wrong. But long term, they kept their schools open. Long term, they kept their health service running. So, so they're not going to see the same impacts long term that maybe we're going to see. So will at some point, I know you're saying it's up to each country, but will at some point we go, actually, Sweden got it right and we got it wrong. Will, will we ever get to that kind of level or are we too, are we unable to statistically or are we too afraid to in terms of pointing fingers of blame? Well, I think it's a, a lessons, any lessons learned uh, is how we do it better next time. And certainly there are some countries where uh, the education system uh, was, was uh, open for longer, but there are re- realities in each country that are different in terms of intergenerational contact, in terms of population density, in terms of the availability of diagnostic services and the um, capacity of the healthcare system. So it's very hard to have a... Um, uh, an approach where you can uh, compare countries effectively. What we're doing now is looking at what worked well in certain countries and what can be done in the future uh, to make it uh, the healthcare system more resilient. And I think one major part of that is to better measure the impact of lockdown measures. Again, this was these were measures that were um, used in the Middle Ages to prevent infectious infections, infectious diseases arriving into Europe. Um, WHO all along said, you know, lockdown measures are, are you know, we do that at the, at the you know, it's, 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 it's an intervention that's, you know, it's difficult and has implications. Our role now is to make sure that in addition to cases and deaths and hospitalizations, that we're also looking at measuring yeah. the social and economic impact okay. of the public health measures that we impose. All right. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Maura Connolly there, Professor of Global Health in the School of Medicine in University of Galway. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.